Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 433 and session number 134 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast. I do it every single Friday. And yes, we are going to do it again. And I've got I've got a few good questions that I wanna I wanna answer. I wanna give my opinion, my advice. And, uh, and just kind of give you a little bit of direction. What we're going to be talking about today is Amazon retargeting sales for you. And then we're also going to be talking about more reviews. And we're also going to be talking about payment options for products that you are looking to source. So those are the three main things we're going to be talking about. I did want to give you guys a little bit of an update here and give you a little bit of the thoughts that are running around in my brain this week. Uh, but number one is uh, Brody. Brody is uh, he's doing well. If you guys are brand new to the show, Brody is my dog. Uh, just turned five years old. I can't believe it. It feels like when you're a kid, you look back like my daughter's nine, my son's 19, and my other daughter's 22. It's like, where did the time go? And man, with a dog, you know that they've got a shorter lifespan, so it's kind of like you know that you want to just enjoy every uh, every moment with them that you can and have fun and, and just really enjoy them. Well, just recently, we had a, a pretty big scare. We thought uh, Brody was having uh, some seizures, and we ended up taking him to the emergency room for, for dogs or for animals, and come to find out, it wasn't a seizure at all. It was a massive uh, ruptured disc in his neck. So we actually had to do emergency surgery, and uh, yeah, it was pretty scary. Uh, my wife and I were pretty tore up over it for uh, for a few days, uh, but I'm I'm really excited and glad to say that he is just about back to normal, almost almost a little bit too much like normal because he's starting to really run around like he was a puppy and wants to run up and down stairs, and we can't really let him do that yet. So that's been a little bit of a challenge, but really uh, really glad that he's back to normal. And I want to thank everyone that has uh, submitted like questions or just replied to an email that I might have sent and just said, Hey, I just want to let you know, I, you know, thinking of you and I hope that Brody has a speedy recovery and all that stuff. So, I mean, I was flooded with emails and messages on Facebook and everything. I just want to say thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Um, and that's what I mean. Like this TAS community that we've built over the past three years is, is not just about for me anyway, just about, you know, teaching people how to, uh, you know, sell on Amazon and build that lifestyle. I mean, that's a lot of it, but also it's just getting to know the people that, uh, that are a lot like me and that are just maybe a little bit, you know, behind of where I started, or maybe, uh, you know, someone that I can help take to that, to that next level, but really also sharing these things in life. Cause I know that it's important to you and I know it's important to me. It's just really to enjoy every minute and every moment that we have. And part of that is a lot of us are, you know, pet owners and they're part of our family. So, uh, just wanted to uh, just kind of throw that out there. I just want to say thank you to everyone that is listening and uh, and that sent in that support it means a lot. Um, all right, so here's what we're gonna do. We are gonna jump into those questions. I did want to just remind you guys of the show notes and the transcripts and links and everything that we discuss here today can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash four thirty three. That's the episode for this particular uh, Ask Scott session. The other thing is, is if you have a question that we, you want me to answer on an upcoming Ask Scott session, all you have to do is head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, and you can do that. You can re record a voicemail, and, uh, and I'll do my best to answer it on an upcoming show. Now, some of you 
uh, are going to be meeting in Dallas, Texas. And depending on when you're listening to this, it's probably going to air after the fact. But uh, I'm excited because we're going to be heading to Dallas actually tomorrow. I am from the time that I'm recording this. And I'm going to be attending an event there uh, called FinCon, which is it used to be just about like investing in stuff. But now it's kind of uh, turned into this investing in you know business building type conference. And there's a lot of people there that I want to meet and network with and and uh, and stuff. So that that's really what I'm going to be doing there. But the other thing is, is I'm going to be doing a TAS meetup there, an unofficial meetup. So I'm going to try to bring back some of the people that I meet there and get some recordings uh, from them and kind of sharing their journey a little bit. So look forward to that coming up. I try to do that at all the meetups. And if you guys have not attended one of our meetups, when I do announce them, it's totally free to go to these unofficial meetups because really all it is is us kind of getting together, meeting, shaking hands, and you know having that that drink together and uh, and just sharing some uh, some thoughts of uh, what's going on in our life and and what's going on in our business. So definitely uh, really excited to be able to meet a lot of you there. So super excited about that and look for an episode with some of those highlights in there from some of the people that I get to meet. All right, so let's uh, let's dive in. What do you say? Today, what we're gonna be talking about as far as my little thought of the week is energy. And what do I mean by that? Well, a lot of people, you know, they say, Scott, why are you so high energy all the time? Like, or how are you high energy all the time? And honestly, I just think that sometimes people are wired that way. Uh, I know myself, it doesn't matter if I am behind the mic or if I'm talking to someone that I just met, if I'm passionate about something, it's going to shine through. It's just the way that it works. I can't hide it. And sometimes I I talk too fast because I get so excited about something. I want to tell you everything that I can in like this small little window. That's energy, right? Now, some people don't have natural energy. Or some people wake up and they're miserable at their life, so they lack energy. I've been there. You know, even though I might seem as though I'm always high energy, there's times that I'm not, right? There's times that I'm feeling like, have you ever had one of those days that it just feels like you wake up and you get out of bed and just everything starts to go wrong? You might spill the coffee, you know, or spill a drink, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is how today's going to go. Like you've already, you've already played into that negative thing that just happened or that thing that kind of twisted you up, or maybe the kids are driving you crazy a little bit that morning because, uh, you know, they don't have things prepared for school. And you're like, I told you last night, you need to get this. And you, you guys probably know what I'm talking about if you have kids. All right. So, but that goes for anything. You know, that could be, you know, like I said, you, you could be, you know, going to work and you get a flat tire and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is how today's going to go. That's energy, right? And it's hard to get yourself out of that funk until you go back, you know, to bed the next day or go to bed that night and then say, I'm going to wake up and start over again. That's kind of what we said. Oh, I just want to go back to bed and start over again. I know that you've probably said that. I know I have. Well, here's the deal. There's ways that we can kind of get ourselves out of that funk. Did you hear that snap of the fingers? We can get ourselves out of that funk um, by reminding ourselves of things that are positive. And I don't want to go down this positive woo-woo type thing, okay, because I'm not a huge believer in that, but I am a believer in we can turn our thoughts around as long as we know that we're starting to go down that road, all right? Now, there's a book that my wife actually introduced to me, and it's called The Energy Bus, 
all right? And it's pretty awesome. It's a short read, and and she was telling me all about it, and she was blowing through this book. It's probably around 250, 300 pages, but she read the thing in like a day. You know, that's not me. I'm not a reader. I'm more of an audio guy, and, um, and I immediately looked up and seen if it was on Audible, and it was, so... I got it and I instantly, I instantly listened to it. Right. And all of the things, it was funny. My, my wife said, you know, there's a lot of things in this book that you do already that, you know, this person is saying that we should do. And the cool thing about it is, is this guy kind of turns this, this day or this month of this other guy. And he kind of leads you through, through his, his life for that short time, but he gets on a bus because uh, his car breaks down. And I'm not going to kind of give it all away, but kind of imagine this. And this is kind of what, what he says. Like he, he went, uh, he started going to work. He had a flat tire. He gets all mad and he's like, what am I going to do now? I'm going to be late for a meeting. So then he goes ahead and he starts, you know, going back home. Actually, I forget if he got a taxi or got something, but he had to go home and, uh, or he might not even have been that far from home. So maybe he started walking back, but he didn't want to go back because his wife was telling him that he should get the spare fix. That's not fixed. It's got a flat, right? So now he's going back. He's like, I'm going to have to explain to my wife. She's going to get mad at me. And I don't feel like doing that. I just, I just need to get to work. So then he finally gets home and, uh, he goes in and he says, you know, honey, can I borrow your car or can you give me a lift? And he goes, she goes, no, why? And he goes, cause I got a flat tire and I have to, you know, get to work. And she's like, uh, she's like, I told you to get that flat fix. I can't do that. You know, you know, I got the kids. I got to go here to a dentist appointment. I got to go here and drop them off here. I got to go and run errands. I got to, you know, whatever, get the oil changed. Like she had all these things to do because she's a stay at home mom, but she's got a whole bunch of stuff to do. So she's like, I don't know what you're going to do, but you're going to have to figure that out. So as he's doing this, the kids are coming up to him. Oh, daddy, you're going to be home from school or you're going to be home today. We're going to be able to play. You know, I can't wait till I get home from school. And he's like, he's like, no, not right now. And he got all mad at him, right? Because he's in this funk. So that's how the book kind of starts. And he's forced to take the bus. So as he takes the bus, you can imagine what happens. Someone on the bus, the bus driver is the energy bus driver. So she's the one that he's going to have to deal with for the next two weeks. And you'll hear why, if you read the book, you'll see why he's got to ride the bus for two weeks. For some reason, his car had a recall that they had to keep his car for two weeks, right? So it's it's really clever how they put this book together, but it really makes 100% sense to me. And I'm sure you can relate to a lot of that stuff. But the key thing is here, and the bus driver kind of teaches him over this, you know, this two-week span that, you know, you can... Take your energy and bring it up, and then you can also take that energy and and really inspire and motivate other people. And he actually teaches people to use this on their team. So it's it's definitely worth reading. It's definitely worth just thinking about that for a minute. Is that even though you may feel as though you are, I don't want to say rock bottom, but you're just really just in a funk, and that could be a funk that you've been in for the the past month. You can get out of it. You can get out of it. You have to surround yourself with positive people, okay? He talks about the negative dog and the positive dog. If you feed the negative dog, the negative dog is going to win. If you feed the positive dog more positive stuff, stuff, guess what? The positive dog is going to win, all right? So we have to feed our brain. We have to download in our brain more of the positive or surround ourselves with more of the positive because then that's going to take our mood, it's going to take our energy and elevate it. And then when we talk to other people, it's going to 
do the same. So why am I talking about this when this is like a business podcast in a sense? And I've told you guys this. I I think of this more than just a business podcast. It's a lifestyle podcast in in a sense. Uh, But here's the deal. If you're feeling as though like things aren't going well in your business and you're like, I'm just going to throw in the towel. This is, there's, I'm just not going to do this anymore, you know, because maybe you don't have the right energy. Maybe you don't have the right tools to take your thoughts and reverse them and get yourself back on track. All right. And, and the other thing is, is I think it's important for you to look at things differently when things aren't going right. There's always a lesson there, and you guys have heard that, but it's so true. There always is a lesson there. You just have to you have to be, a, be able to see it, identify it, and also understand how to kind of reverse back your thoughts to where you're starting to think negative and you're starting to beat yourself down because then it just starts to spread on everyone else that's around you, you know? I mean, I, I just recently went to a Starbucks, got a cup of coffee, and I just I felt like this girl needed to know how awesome she was. So I just said to her, I says, I just got to let you know, like Starbucks should be paying you additionally to go around to different locations and teach people how to be at the service window. Like you, you have to do it. And she's like, oh my gosh, like, thank you so much. Like you just made my day. Like, wow, I can't believe it. Like, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Like I didn't give her a tip. I did give her a tip, but I didn't give her like a tip ne- necessarily money. She didn't really care about that. She cared more of, I just lifted her for the entire day. How did that make her feel? What did she do now to her coworkers? What did she do to the people coming in for the rest of the day? Probably even elevated her energy a little bit more. And same thing with me. I felt good about it. I'm like, wow, I made that girl pretty happy. That's pretty awesome, right? So that stuff just gets to, it starts to be contagious and it also gets you to really bring up your energy. So when you're doing other things, it's gonna make you feel better. It's gonna make you more productive. It's gonna make people around you happier. It's just a win-win. So guys, if you have not read that yet, The Energy Bus, uh, and that book is by uh, John Gordon, who I'm going to try to get on the show, actually. I'm going to actually work on that. I'm going to see if I can get him on the podcast. And um, if you guys want to listen to the audio book, you can go through my link at theamazingseller.com forward slash books. And that there will be a link that will go to Audible. And you can go ahead and sign up for a 30-day free trial. Probably get that, that book right there for free. And, uh, and go check it out because I'm telling you right now, that book right there, easy read, easy listen, and uh, my wife turned me on to it, so I want to thank her for that. But anyway, uh, I went on long enough here. Hopefully, you guys are cool with that. I think this stuff's really, really important, but uh, let's uh, go ahead and uh, let's dig in. What do you say? Let's go ahead and listen to today's question, and I'll give you my answer. Hi there, Scott. This is uh, Andy in the UK, and I just want to say the same thing as everybody else says. Great podcast, great information. Thanks very much. Um, I've been listening for about a year and a half now. And my my question is, I've just been on a website and on the right-hand side of the page was an advertisement for Amazon for my actual product. So obviously I know that I click on my own product quite a lot within Amazon, but I'm just wondering, have you seen on the right-hand side of a, of a completely separate website your own products being advertised? And I just wondered, is that free advertising from Amazon or is that to do with my sponsored product ads? Um, anyway, I just thought it was an interesting thing to see, so I thought I'd uh, see if you'd noticed it. Anyway, cheers, Scott. This is uh, Andy from the UK. Hey, Andy, thank you so much for the question, and this is a great question and I'm going to be 100% honest here. I don't know all the answers, but I do know something. You are absolutely right 
that Amazon is retargeting us, okay? Now, do you, as a seller, pay for that? The answer is, in my belief, is no, okay? Now, why would Amazon do that? Why would Amazon pay to try to get you back to their site to buy something that you just looked at? Because they're going to make money, right? Makes makes sense. So why wouldn't they be willing to pay retargeting costs to get you back to their site? Because even though they might only get paid on that one sale, yours, they're also going to get paid for probably three, four, five other things that are already in their shopping cart. So to them, it's not just about that one that got them back. It was the one thing that you were interested in. So if you've ever been on uh, Amazon and you're looking at a product, okay, or something that you're going to buy, and then you happen to go to Google, and then you see that your, you know, basically your product that you were looking at or a similar product is showing up, that just means that Amazon is tracking you and they're retargeting you, okay? And that's something that comes as a benefit as us being a seller that they're bringing people back to our product, okay, without us really paying for it, in a sense. So that's another perk from having, or for having a product on Amazon. So, A lot of people say, well, Scott, why would you want to put your products on Amazon if I can just sell them on my own website? Well, we know that, you know, we want to be on the largest search engine for buyers in the world right now, right? I mean, that makes sense. Over 250 plus million uh, people, right? Why wouldn't we? But the other thing is like all of the benefits that we get to being ranked for our product when people search for something, right? That's cool. We get to use the tools inside of there, the you know Amazon-sponsored product ads and headline ads and all that stuff, right? We get to use all that stuff to, to look at these customers and, and uh, or to target these customers with you know search terms and stuff like that, keywords, right? But then the other cool thing is outside of Amazon, Amazon actually will do that for us. Now, this doesn't work all the time, but they have some type of thing in their algorithm that will do it uh, whether it's a product that sells well and they know it, they've got a better chance. You know, maybe it's a conversion rate. I, like, I don't know the answers there, but I do know that that's exactly what happens. It's funny, my good friend Rick Mulready, who's the Facebook ads guy, uh, you know, he he actually reached out to me and he's like, Scott, you know, have you seen this? Like, are they retargeting you? And I said, yeah, they are. Uh, you know, now, do we know all the ins and outs of it? No, there's no way that you can kind of manipulate that, at least that I know of, and I wouldn't really want to. Again, you guys know I'm pretty much white hat when it comes to doing all of that stuff for Amazon. I want to be there for the long haul, but it will naturally happen if you have a good product, if people are buying it and Amazon thinks that they can make a sale from it, they're going to do that because Amazon's making a good, a good margin on your product. Plus they know that if they get people back to their, to their platform, they're probably going to make more sales because those people still have, you know, money in their cart. Same thing goes for this. Like some of you may or may not know, but Amazon pays up to 8%, at least the last I looked, depending on how much you're selling, it's 4% to 8% to affiliates. So I can right now sell a product, I can sell your product on my website, and if someone clicks over through my link, it's called your associate's account, I can basically get paid four to eight percent, depending on my volume. If I'm if I'm selling over a certain number of units or a certain amount of money, I will get bumped up to a higher bracket, which would be closer to the eight percent. But uh, at the low point, it's four percent. So why would Amazon pay four percent of a sale for someone doing? Because it's advertising to them. It's an advertising cost. It's the same difference for a retargeting ad. 
They'll do that because number one, they know you were interested because you clicked on that. So they know it. It's it's just like a Facebook ad repixel. Uh, when they when they repixel you, repixel when they pixel you for a retargeting. That's what I meant. You're they're able to we're able to actually come back and target you and say, hey, you you were you're interested in this. I mean, we do that right now even for our contests uh, or our giveaways. So like if we're running a Facebook ad and someone clicks on our ad. They'll go to a landing page. Instantly, we have a pixel that's on that page that will then, uh, that'll be set. So we know that they landed there and then we can run another ad to those people because we know that they are interested because they were there, right? It's, it's, it's like you took a cold lead from where you didn't know if they were interested to a warmer lead. Okay. If that makes sense, cold, meaning they have no idea about you and you're putting something in front of them or they click on something and then that kind of takes them to that a little bit warmer. And then when they land on that landing page, that makes them warm. But if they actually click on the opt-in on that giveaway or contest, that would even take it up another notch that make them even warmer. See, so we're kind of taking that cold traffic and making it warm to hot where they actually become a buyer. The same thing with Amazon. They're like, if someone landed on this listing, they're pretty interested in this product. So maybe if they didn't buy and they'll know if you bought, if they didn't buy, I'll retarget them on Google or on Yahoo or wherever you're seeing this, okay? So you will you will find that. It just depends on your product and your, your sales and all that stuff. So hopefully that answered your question, but yes, it's a great opportunity for us to take advantage of that because again, we're selling on their platform. They're going to do what they can to sell our product for us, of course, if we have a good product. So thanks for the question. Hopefully that helped and anyone else out there listening, hopefully it helped you as well. So let's go ahead and listen to the next question and I'll give you my answer. Hi, Scott. Uh, first, I want to thank you about the podcast. It's uh, very useful and there's a lot of uh, useful information in it. Uh, my problem is with the reviews on my product. I am a beginner and I have launched my uh, first product like four months ago, uh, but I don't have any reviews on it. I have only three reviews, one of which is a postal review. It is hurting my sales. Uh, I need to get more product and uh, more reviews but I live outside the U.S. and I don't have any family members or friends that can help me in that. Uh, please tell me how I how can I get more reviews so that I can kickstart the sales and start selling my product. Thank you. Okay, so here we are. Another review question and uh, kind of like a new listing or fairly new listing, a few months old. Uh, I would call you by name or address you by name, but you did not give me your name. So here's my reminder for this episode. If you guys are leaving a question, please leave your first name and where you're tuning in from. And that way there I can call you out by name. So anyway, I'm going to still answer the question because it's a good question. And I get this question quite a lot. Like, how do I get reviews on my product if I don't have family and friends. Now you guys know that in the past, I've said if you're brand spanking new and you wanted to hand your product over to a friend or a family member and say, hey, do you wanna you know, take a look at this for me and give me your honest review? And they said yes, then I'm kind of okay with that. The problem with that is you don't wanna do that over and over again, number one. Number two, the other problem is, is if it's a family or a friend, you may have already done business with them through Amazon. What I mean by that is if I bought my father a new bowling ball and I had it sent to his house for Christmas, we're linked together. Amazon knows that. So Amazon is not going to allow you to leave a review anyway. So it's not gonna really do you any good. Now, that's why I don't really think that that's a, 
that's a good method. Um, if, if you want to, you know, if you want to go out there and find some friends that uh, are more than willing to test your product and give you an honest review, then I'm okay with that. As long as, again, you haven't done any transactions. But that wouldn't be my strategy. My strategy would be this. Number one, have a great product. That's number one. Number two, when you're choosing your product, don't find a product that is dependent on reviews. And what I mean by that is if you're finding that they're getting sales primarily because the reviews are are pushing the sales, meaning let's say that there's 10 people that come up in the search and everyone has 800 reviews, then that could mean that you're going to really struggle if you only have three reviews to compete with the 800 because I would look at it and go, wow, this guy has 800 reviews. People must be buying it. And this over here has three reviews. People must not be buying it. But if you find, I've found anyway, if you find products that are 250, 300 uh, max and lower, and they're still getting the 10 sales a day like we talk about, then they're not really review driven. Like you could have five reviews and we've done it. We've got products right now that have under 20 reviews and we're doing, you know, over 20 a day. Um, so it doesn't mean that it has to have those reviews. You just have to find the products that aren't dependent on it. Now, if you are trying to get more reviews because you feel as though that is your issue because you have, you know, competitors that have higher reviews and especially if you have one review right now and it's like a three star, I would say, yeah, that's going to hurt you for sure. You know, you want, you don't want that first one to be a three star if all possible. That's why you'd want to reach out to those people and try to make it right with them, not asking them to reverse it, but just doing whatever you can to make sure that they're happy by refunding them, sending them a new product, whatever. Um, but my, my advice, my suggestion to you would be number one, I would set up a follow-up sequence through a service like Salesbacker or Feedback Genius or whichever one you want to use. But I personally would say that's first and foremost. Now, some people would argue and say, well, Scott, the, the deliverability isn't what it used to be. And maybe that's true. But they, you know, some of them are getting delivered. So you have a better chance of getting a, a review or feedback if you reach out to these people. So that would be like number one thing for you is to go and set up a salesbacker account. If you want to go check out that, you can go to theamazingseller.com forward slash reviews. That'll take you over to salesbacker. It's actually a 60 day free trial, no credit card at all. Um, so there's no reason not to use that. And you can set up two emails, three emails, whatever you want. Um, and there's actually some templates that are built in there to help you do it actually above board. So you're not like trying to do something gray hat or black hat. But that would be my recommendation. And then just go out there and try to drive sales. Driving sales is going to be number one for you because the more sales you get, the, the more uh, chances you have of getting reviews, right? But if you're only getting five sales a day, well, you've only got five chances every day to get a review. If you have 20 sales a day, even for, the, for a week, you're going to have a better chance of getting reviews. But then I would want that follow-up sequence in place because that's going to take that up even more and give you a better chance of getting a few more reviews. So it, it takes patience, but it also takes going out there and getting sales and then having a review or a follow-up sequence in place. Um, feedback is, is also important to get those feedbacks. Um, if people are leaving you feedbacks, I would reach out to those people and say, hey, thank you so much for leaving a feedback. Could you do me a favor? Could you also let Amazon know how we did with the product and then just send them over there? Like I have no problem in doing that. Right, because I don't, I don't believe that I'm saying like go over there and leave me a five star review. I'm just saying, hey, can you go over there and kind of tell or, or say on a review what you said in your feedback, like like that. I don't, I don't find anything wrong with that unless you're saying only go over there and leave a five star. You're still giving them the opportunity to say that you know 
maybe the product wasn't what it was supposed to be. But you kind of can filter that by looking at a feedback because they already said that they're happy. So it's a way that you can do it um, without really uh, manipulating in a sense, but you're actually going out there and kind of qualifying them through a feedback. That's another great way of doing it. So hopefully this answered your question. That's what I would do. It all comes down to getting the sales and the sales will then drive feedback and reviews because you have more people going through and uh, and seeing your follow-up and, and all that good stuff. All right. So check out uh, SalesBacker, theamazingseller.com forward slash reviews. And uh, you can go ahead and get that set up and you'll have 60 days to try it out without even putting a credit card in. So go check that out. And that is, by by the way, that is an affiliate link. I will get a small uh, percentage, uh, which is generally a cup of coffee for me. You guys know that. I, I do drink my coffee. I have a cup right here in front of me. So if you're interested, go check it out. Um, but at least what you want to do is reach out to these people. Even if you don't use a follow-up sequence, um, just manually email them. Just do that. Like you need to reach out to these people and just make sure that they're happy and give them a little extra bonus. Like just make sure um, that you're connecting with these people. All right. So let's go ahead and listen to the last question of today. I'll give you my answer. We'll wrap this baby up and you guys can get on with your day. What do you say? Let's do it. Hello, Scott. My name is Jenny. I've been listening to your podcast for a long time and I believe now I'm finally ready to make my first order from Alibaba for my supplier and I'm wondering is there the best payment method or the best credit card or debit card that is better to use when you're paying your supplier through Alibaba or some other channel it would be nice to hear episode about that thank you very much Hey, Jamie or Janie, I'm not quite sure what it was. I'm sorry. I couldn't really 100% make that out, but uh, thank you so much for the question. And I want to say, I like the little, almost sounds like wind chimes or something going on in the background or some nice relaxing music. Uh, really sounds nice. Uh, so thank you for that as well. Um, yeah. Okay. So this is a great question and I do get this question quite often and it really comes down to like, how do I pay for products that I'm sourcing through Alibaba or AliExpress? AliExpress is pretty simple. You can use a credit card. Okay. It's really super simple. And that's what I would recommend there. Alibaba now, on the other hand, uh, they don't always, or that they, but the manufacturers or the suppliers don't always take credit card. Here's what I generally do. First off, I want to see if they will take a PayPal payment. If they will, boom, we're off to the races. That's what we're going to do. And a lot of times they'll do that for your samples, but they may not do that for your complete order. Or they may say, we don't want to do it through PayPal because the fees are higher. And then we're like, well, how much is the fee that you're going to, you know, basically be hit with? And they're like, well, maybe 3%. And you're like, I'll tell you what, I'll pay the 3%. So whatever it is, maybe it's a couple hundred bucks. To me, that's a way for me to use PayPal and almost have like a little bit of an insurance policy. So that's number one. If they don't do that, then I would say, okay, we can use Alipay. Now, Alipay would be more of a credit card system that's kind of built into Alibaba. Um, it's kind of like their third party for that. Um, at least right now, the time that I'm recording that, that's what that is. And we've used that and it works great because now we're using a credit card. Um, I've also used escrow. And an escrow is kind of like that where you can pay through a third party and then that third party will hold the funds until you approve the shipment and then they'll release the funds after that. So it's kind of like someone's in the middle um, before you actually send the money over. The other way that we've done it is a wire transfer. And the wire transfer, uh, you would basically just go to your bank, give them all the details and then wire over the money. That's my last resort way of doing it. 
I would much rather use a credit card for a couple of different reasons. Number one, I feel safer when I'm using a credit card because if I ever ever have a problem, I can always just kind of go to my credit card company and say, listen, these people didn't deliver on their promise. I want to put in a claim and then a lot of times they'll fight it for me. Okay. I haven't had to do that, but that's how it's worked with other things. If someone takes, you know, if someone found my credit card number or they, they scanned it and then they took the numbers or whatever, a scammer out there doing it. And someone charged up, I actually had that someone bought like, like $4,000 worth of, uh, StubHub tickets. Uh, and they were going to probably try to resell them or something. And I seen it on there and I called my credit card company and they said, no problem, Mr. Volker, we're going to, we're going to take care of that for you. Don't worry about it. You're not going to have to pay them. I'm like, okay, cool. So basically they took care of it and I didn't, my card, you know, I had to get a new card and all that stuff because someone had my card number now, but they still took care of it. Okay. So it's important to have a good relationship with that card that you have as well. The other reason uh, that I like the credit card is because I use a credit card that gives me points. So for every dollar I spend, I get a point or I might get two points depending if it's a promotional period. So I could make a hundred dollars from, you know, purchasing $10,000 worth of uh, goods. So that's a hundred bucks. That's kind of back, you know, back to us in the business. Um, so that's another, another reason you can use, you know, uh, what's it sky miles or any of that stuff. You can do that, whatever you want to do, but why not get points if you're already making uh, a transaction, uh, you know, through your credit card, why not just do that? So that's what I would do. You do have options. The other thing I've also noticed is if you don't ask, you won't receive, meaning that if you just say, oh, what way do you take? We take wire. They're always going to want to take wire over anything else because it's less expensive for them, period. So they're always going to try to steer you that way. But I've found that they may start saying that they'll only do wire. And then what I would come back and say is, well, you know, what we're going to do here are, you know, our finance department, whatever, uh, you know, until we have an established relationship, you know, we only pay either credit card or Alipay, um, or a third party escrow, like until we kind of get that relationship down and we've done that. And I actually did that with one company for over a year before they said, okay, now we got to go wire. Like we have to go wire now at this point. And at that point I had already done like six orders, seven orders, something like that. So I'm like, and and it was like probably over $30,000 worth of goods. I'm like, okay, we'll do it. And we did it still do it to this day. And uh, with that one, with that one brand and we haven't had any problems, knock on wood, knocking on wood. Um, so yeah, so I would say be careful. Number one, number two, I would try to use PayPal. If I can't use PayPal, I'm going to use, uh, I'm going to use a credit card, Alipay, uh, third-party escrow, um, and worst case or last resort would be wire. Um, and that's what I would do. So that's kind of like your options, uh, there for, uh, making that purchase, but just Again, be aware. And the other thing is, one little side tip here, do a little bit of research, a back research on your company that you're doing the, doing the, the transaction with. See how, if you're doing this through Alibaba, you'll see how long they've been in company, how long they've been a gold supplier. That'll tell you some stuff too. You know, if you're seeing someone that just came on Alibaba, they're not a gold, they're not a gold supplier, which again, you guys have heard me say when you're looking for a supplier, you always want to kind of see that, make sure that they're a gold supplier. Um, and if they don't show up as a gold supplier, you don't go to them. Um, so you want to make sure those things do your background check, uh, you know, make sure that, uh, they're a legit company. Uh, because I have heard horror stories. Actually, one guy came to our event in, uh, I think it was Denver 
and had a crazy story, crazy, crazy story. And uh, again, but he didn't, you know, he wired right away. He didn't, you know, and I don't know if he did background checks on the company or not, but he, he got bit a little bit. It actually, I think it actually worked out, but he went through hell to get, uh, to get it right. So anyway, that's what, uh, that's what I would say. All right. So good luck to you. Keep me posted on all of these questions. I want to know and see how things are, are kind of panning out and working for you guys. Now that we've answered these questions and give me a little bit of an update. Uh, I would love to hear that stuff. Um, so just to wrap up guys, the show notes, like I said, can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 433. If you want to ask a question, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. And one last thing, we are now offering our on-demand workshop. So if you have not been able to attend one in the past because of time restrictions or just maybe it just didn't work out for you for whatever reason, we are now offering an on-demand workshop. And you can go register for that right now and pick a time and a date that works best for you. And uh, you can go check that out by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop now. All one word. So theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop now. And that's where we're going to cover the five phases to picking a product, sourcing a product, launching that product and everything in between. So definitely go check that out. And what we did here is we took one of our best live workshops and we made this on demand where you actually get to sit in on the live Q&A that we did at the end. So definitely go check that out. It's a huge resource that I want to make available for you guys because you can go through this entire process in about 90 minutes. And uh, that's why we're making it on demand now. All right. So guys, that is going to pretty much wrap it up. I want to close as I always do, but I'm going to close with a little bit more energy today. Can that even be possible? But let's do this, right? Guys, remember, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, say it with so much energy right now at the top of your lungs. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode. Energy.